Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Our good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
<laughs> Ruby Braff, Scott Hamilton. And No Things Considered, right here on your favorite radio station with the Humble Farmer. And if you are anywhere near my age, you know what we're talking about here. One of my friends who plays senior softball said, Sixty years ago I played to win. I now play in a manner that will enable me to walk into the house when I get home. Natalie Cole getting her kicks on Route 66. I am sure you can find many books on and articles on how to save energy in your home by simply changing your habits. We have a nice electric stove with a smooth, flat top. It is one of the few rich kid items we have in our 1811 home, 
and we have it because the flat top is easier for Masha to clean. As I dropped a hot dog into the water that was being boiled on that electric stove one day, I wondered if it would be cheaper to cook the hot dog in the micro. And then I asked myself, yes, you can see where this is going, I asked myself why I was cooking only one hot dog when it would probably take just as much electricity to cook two hot dogs in the same water. You can see what I'm saying here. Wouldn't it be more energy efficient to eat two hot dogs? And if you think about it, wouldn't a person who is really serious about conserving energy probably cook and eat four or six hot dogs? Now, I don't think I should say any more because what I'm saying seems to make sense. And if you slather it with our homemade pickles, one hot dog is just about all I can handle. Thank you.
Ruby Braff, Frank Tate on bass playing that low note. On bass, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me on your favorite radio station here every week at this time, playing old-fashioned music just for you, bringing you no things considered. What would you do with illegal aliens if it were in your hands? Do illegal aliens bring to your mind a poem by Emma Lazarus that is engraved on a bronze plaque inside the Statue of Liberty? You remember this poem. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your team in Shoa. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden doa. For many years, many good Americans have subscribed to these powerful words, and refugees have always been welcomed here. Well, with the possible exception of a boatload of Jewish refugees who were turned away and sent back to be exterminated in Hitler's Germany. When some of my ancestors first arrived here, yearning to breathe free, they were not welcomed by the legal residents. But my earliest ancestors shot the natives that complained, and even if I'll never be fully accepted in this country by the natives, so far, outside of one or two friends from a tribe in Delaware, the natives have pretty well ignored me. Walking along, minding my business, went out of an orange colored sky. Flash, bam, Alakazam, wonderful you came by. I was humming a tune, drinking in sunshine, went out of that orange colored view. I've been hit. This is it. This is it. I was walking along, minding my business, when love came and hit me in the eye.
Even before recorded history, man celebrated the winter solstice to the best of his ability. And every culture in each and every age produced a symbol that attempted to adequately commemorate this important event, the winter solstice. The Druids, as far as I know, are still whooping it up over there at Stonehenge. And what a work of art Stonehenge is with its carefully aligned, aligned 50-ton stones. For the first couple of centuries, you know, of uh, Christianity, for the first couple of centuries of Christianity, several dates were given for the birth of Christ, but perhaps to encourage people to forget their good old pagan solstice feasts, December 25th was the date finally adopted by some branches of the church. Churches and mosques, symbols of faith, and also aligned with the winter solstice sun, were built of wood and stone. And for centuries, Stonehenge and countless magnificent churches bore witness to mankind's need to honor and celebrate the coming of a new life. But the art of a truly civilized society will always transcend the endeavors of any previous age. If you checked out your neighbor's lawn last December, you might have noticed that nowadays the most popular symbol to herald the winter solstice is an inflated three-foot yellow plastic duck.
Scott Hamilton, Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. No Things Considered. Tell me what you think of No Things Considered. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And as you well know, everyone perceives the world through his or her own eyes and can only with an effort comprehend that each one of us has our druthers. We do what we feel like doing. Sharon, a Facebook friend, writes this. Now I know why Marsha is the almost perfect woman. She allows you to leave dishes in the sink. Allows? Marsha insists that I leave my dishes in the sink. If she sees me even rinsing them off, you know, so they'll be easier to wash, she says, oh, leave those. I'll take care of that. You've heard me say this over and over and over. We have a happy marriage because many years ago I learned to stand back and get out of her way.
My wife Masha, the almost perfect woman, enjoys scrubbing on scrubbing floors on her hands and knees, and doing the wash, and doing dishes, and cleaning up the horrible mess after meals. It is very difficult for an actualized woman to understand this. This is perhaps why Masha is happily married, and many actualized women aren't.
Scott Hamilton, every time we say goodbye. For 50 cents each, I was able to buy at lawn sales fairly recent introductory textbooks in anthropology, sociology, psychology, and oceanography. I've read quite a bit in all of them, and, and, and when I mentioned that I am presently reading anthropology from cover to cover, Facebook friend Anthony said, Turning from a social science textbook to a newspaper or news show is usually a step down in candor, realism, and maturity. May I repeat that? Turning from a social science textbook to a newspaper or news show is usually a step down in candor, realism, and maturity. You know, it's it's getting so that the only thing I believe nowadays on the morning news is the report on the number of people who were shot with handguns the night before.
Ghana. I don't know how many times I played that song with Claude Noel. That was one of Claude's uh, favorite numbers, I remember, April. I played it in G, and just now for the fun of it, I was following the changes in my head, which I've got out of the habit of doing, just to see if I could do it, <laughs> let alone play it now. I'm lucky to be able to think the changes in my head. One day, while I was in the Atlanta airport, I chanced to see on the front page of a New York Times that swabbing out someone's mouth to get a DNA sample has been ruled unusual search and seizure. Now, ordinarily, I'd say that they could swab out my mouth any time they want, because I don't mind if they poke around in my mouth. But I'm going to oppose this mouth-searching business because... If they find they can legally poke around in your mouth and they don't find anything, it don't take much imagination to figure out where they'll be looking next.
Scott Hamilton, Ruby Braff. You hear me talking about email and how email provides almost as much material for no things considered commentary as my daily reading in my anthropology textbook. Listen to this email that came in one morning. Listen to this email. All it says is, (laughs) let's get naked. Now, to begin with, Let's get naked is not spelled correctly. And in the second place, I have never seen anyone, young or old, male or female, who didn't look better with clothes on. And finally, you might wonder if the sender has invested heavily in aspirin or cough drops because it was 20 below zero out there this morning.
It's my understanding that the piano player was in a hurry to get home for supper that night. His name is Marian Petriscu, S-C-U. Sounds like a Romanian name. I believe he now lives in Sweden, should you want to hear him live. Thank you for listening. You'll be glad to hear that the last time baseball players went out on strike, it did not affect the price of lobsters. Elsewhere in sports, I read in the expletive newspaper that some basketball teams hire a lot of good players just so they won't have to play against them. Then they keep them sitting on the expletive bench so they won't have to play with them. In preparing this particular comment for you, I learned that if you're a really good basketball player, you can't even talk unless you use a lot of expletives. I got this out of the paper. I quote, Too expletive bad. Expletives will probably soon find their way into Maine speech because, let's think about this, here in Maine we could really use expletives. For example, The weather is pretty expletive nasty for nine months out of the year. The old expletives who hold up summer traffic between Belfast and Bath drive me out of my expletive mind. You can follow one of those expletive out-of-state campers and creep along till you find yourself pounding the steering wheel and shouting, Expletive! 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 If you can't drive it, get it off the expletive road. In the summer, you can't get out of your expletive driveway because of all the expletive cars going by. But now that the weather's so expletive bad that you don't want to get out and go anywhere Anyway, the expletives are all gone. Expletive.